getting my shit together and I'm like going to get on the bus because I know I'm going to figure this out. And my other buddy had said, oh, I can take you home. I'm just happened to be passing through Santa Rosa and I'll pick you up at 915 at that place. Great. Okay. So all the plans are in place. I'm getting my shit together and I leave the house and I get to the bus stop and I realize I don't have my phone. Getting on the bus to go to Santa Rosa, I have no phone. I have a choice. I can either run back to my house, miss this bus, get my phone, and get the next bus, or I can just get on the bus. So I made a choice in that moment at like 3.10 on Thursday. It's okay. I don't need my phone. I can do this without my phone. That was the mistake. That was the mistake that caused all the trouble. And so I have no one to blame but myself for the rest of the events. (laughs) (laughs) So I get on the bus. I have no phone. I'm riding up there and I'm thinking like, okay, which I get closer to Roanoke Park and I realize there's two stops and neither of them is called the bus pad. So the first one goes by and there's the Safeway and a lot of people get off. And then the next one is this like by the freeway. And I'm like, this has got to be the bus pad. And I ask the guy, I ask the bus driver, is this the bus pad? He goes, yeah, this is it. So I get off. It's 5.28. There's no guy. Now, I'm like, oh, it's later. So I ask them, hey, what time is it? They go, it's 5.38. I go, well, 5.38. It's not too late. The sun starts going down. Now it's Uh 6 o'clock. The guy hasn't picked me up. And I thought, okay, what happened was. And then then the other 101 bus that I could have been on goes by. And I'm like, Oh, shit. I'm like, I could have taken the next bus and this wouldn't have been a problem. So I still have no phone, so I can't call him or talk to him or do oh, anything. Shit. I'm standing there waiting. The sun goes down. This tweaker guy comes up. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm waiting for a ride. I'm a stand-up comedian. He's like, do you want to, I'm, I'm over here tonight at this, uh, at this hotel. You want to chill? And I was like, <laughs> no, I need to oh, go God, to this, no. I need to go to this comedy thing. So then another bus comes, and I'm like, I beg a guy who comes off the bus. I'm like, please call me a cab. Please, please, please. I've got to get to Old Possum Brewery. Please. So he calls me a cab. And they say it's going to be 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I can get this done. I am an adult. Then Mitch rolls up, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I went to the other one. You weren't there. I had to go set up the show. I figured you'd be here. You're here. Great. He's like, I called you a bunch of times. I said, I forgot my phone at home. He goes, oh, shit. Okay, well, let's go. We go to the brewery. Everything's great. I have an incredible set. It's so good. I get paid. Everything's great. Everyone leaves. I'm waiting for my friend. They give me another beer. Suddenly, it's everybody's gone. The place closes at 9. I didn't know this. It's 9.15. My friend's not there. I'm like, oh, fuck. Shit. So I'm hanging out with the guys that work there. Finally, they're like, we got to close close. We'll drive you to the bus stop. And I'm like, okay. Well, it turns out that Rachel rolled up at 10.06. Oh, shit. And so we missed each other by like this. She's like, the place was closed. I didn't know what to do. I talked to her the next day. So she had called my phone, but I didn't have a phone, so I couldn't say anything. So she's like, I don't know what's going on. She must be fine. The place is closed. Mm-hmm. So these guys drive me to the bus stop in Santa Rosa. And I'm like, downtown Santa Rosa, everything's it's closed. closed. It's everything's closed. <laughs> it's a ghost town. And they drop me off and they leave. And a bus comes up, and I said, hey, all right, this is the one to San Francisco. He goes, no, that one's done. This is, there's no more buses from here there. There's no more, there's no more San Francisco buses from here until 4 a.m. Oh, shit. So it's like 11 o'clock on a Thursday night. It's like 44 degrees outside. Oh, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing these boots, two pairs of nylons, this really cute, like, bustier dress, my red, my big red wool jacket. Thank God I had my gloves in my pocket and I had my COVID mask 
that's like a that's like a it's like a survivor buff. So I don't cry. I don't freak out. I don't. There's nothing I can do. I I can't call anyone. There's no phones. Even if I found a phone, I don't know anyone's phone number. I wouldn't know who to call. I wouldn't know what to do for a ride. There's I'm stranded. I'm stranded in Santa Rosa until 4 a.m. So I'm like, well, that, this is it, you know. I guess I'm just I've got five I've got five hours, six five hours, a lot of hours. Anyways, and I just um, I befriended a rat and <laughs> yeah, oh, no. yeah, and then another <laughs> was, yeah, and then and then a, another bus comes up and I I he opened the door and I go, does this go anywhere warmer? He goes, no. He goes and. San Francisco bus you want comes here. But he's like, you need to be here. And I was like, okay. So I lay down on the bus bench and curled up and put my head on my backpack and tried to sleep outside. I put my gloves on oh and I put my gloves on my face. I put my gloves on my face and I breathed hard to try to keep my face warm. It was like 44 degrees that night. Jesus. And I slept outside. So I'm, and then the bus came at four in the morning and I got on and I laid down on the bus and I slept for two hours till I got back to San Francisco and I walked home and I got in bed and I slept. And that was my Friday morning. Um, yeah, I know. It was. You were stranded. I was stranded <laughs> in Santa Rosa. But I had no one to. I couldn't be angry. I couldn't cry. There was no one to break down to. And it didn't matter because it was my fault. I'm the one that chose to not take my phone in in lieu of being it was like i don't want to be late but instead no, i know i should have gone back and got my phone because i could have called him and been like hey i'm gonna be late emergency purposes right exactly there was no but the less the big lesson learned is that if you don't have a cell phone you can't live here you can't live anywhere right on this planet right now because there's no pay phones anymore there's either nothing, <laughs> unless you live on an island where or you're on a self-sustaining farm something like that if you have any interconnection with other people in any meaningful way you cannot do it without a f without that phone with a little computer in your pocket it's impossible and it's and it's a scary lesson to learn and it was a hard way to learn it but wow and i kind of wish it wasn't true i kind of wish that it wasn't like that i wish that it, we didn't just Say everyone has a tiny computer now. Yeah. <laughs> like even even before I had this tiny computer or a basic brick ass cell phone, I had a pager. Mm -hmm. But and that was like in the late nineties, but there was also a payphone right. where yeah. I could get to. And, you know, and of course that's the last era of memorizing phone numbers. So there's right. there's also that factor. And this is even in the suburbs. You're stuck in the suburbs, so we gotta add on top of if there was places open, there was nothing. Yeah, that, there was. You would have been able to. And I didn't want to wander the streets of Santa Rosa, uh, like that was just not. I felt like sitting here at the bus stop is the smartest thing I can do. Going anywhere because, and and I he drove the guy drove us the from the brewery to the bus stop was a long way. It was like five miles. Yeah. So there's no, and and I, the whole way we're driving, nothing's open, like it's. Santa Rosa town. closes at like ten, nine ten o'clock. It's done. It's that city is done. That's what <laughs> sucks about being in the small towns and the burbs too. Because if it's not a Friday and Saturday night, 
you're you're sol shit out of luck dude i don't have a car i don't drive i just anyway cell phones are everything i have to embrace the yeah, future. don't ever do that again oh, no i'll <laughs> never don't you ever do well no the valuable lesson is that my lateness is far preferred to lack of communication like it's better Anyways, I should have gone back to get the phone. It was a, it was the wrong. Cho- I made a bad. That was a bad choice. And it, you know, it's the th- you know, and and that's and here's another thing that you know. Generations are there's this thing about being late where it's we're programmed to, don't be tardy, be professional kind of thing, whereas just like, because <laughs> you 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 try to be responsible, but yet, if I have to go back home. And go all the way and get my phone. That'll make me late. That looks unprofessional. Looks bad on my end. Such the wrong choice. It, but it, yeah. So it's kind of like where you have that damn if you do, damn if you don't kind of. But the damn is. Oh my God. Jesus, that wind is trying to blow the house down. It literally. Like, the, I feel like, I feel like that was the big bad wolf is coming Jesus to get us. What is going on? The winds of change are upon us. Well, you know, uh, funny enough, so thank God it wasn't that windy that night. But anyways, story closed. Lesson learned. Hard lesson, 48 years old. But the lesson is, yeah, just embrace. Don't, I, I sat there and I thought, it'll be okay. I can do it without a phone. I, that was, that's the mistake, was the hubris of me to think that I could survive in a world of not my understanding. This is not San Francisco. This is Santa Rosa. The hubris of me, to, it, to th- I just, it was so stupid. I'm so stupid. So, I, I mean, it was a hard lesson to learn, and it was five hours in the cold at a bus stop, and, it was, and I take responsibility, and it was almost like when I was sitting there, I was like, well, this is how we learn. This is how I learn. This is, you know, just like how I drove drunk for years and years and years, and I had to flip a car and get a DUI, and it's like, this is how we learn to never <laughs> drive again. These are the important lessons. Was it a painful lesson? Yeah. Was it a long lesson? Yeah. Was it an expensive lesson? Yeah. Yep. Was it a life-changing lesson? Absolutely. <laughs> Don't do that shit Don't again do lesson. That. No, I'm not ever going. And I will never. And that's what they said to me. when it, I, They said, how are you? How, what's your plan? And I said, I will never drive again. I will always. I will. Everyone does it. The other day, I was just, I'm not going to, I will not name names, but I was, I was nervous in a car with a friend. I should have walked. They oh. were consuming alcohol and and cocaine and driving, and um, and I not all at the same time. <laughs> I just got a visual of someone yeah. and um, doing bumps and, and yeah, drinks. No, they were doing that in the bathroom, and then they had some drinks. And I said, I said, I'm I'm very nervous about this, but it's only because I've had a DUI in the past, and that's why I'm skittish. And uh, they were like, Do you want to get out? And I was like, Almost, but no, I will get there. <laughs> Um, it, but like, it was it was almost. like almost there were but I see people do it all the time and I and I remember being young and stupid and I remember thinking I'm smarter than everyone I'm a better driver than everyone that's how I can get this done and that's just also not true <laughs> so um anyway yeah. I learned that I'm I, ca- I cannot live without a phone and I wish I wish I could here's another thing though and this is a lesson that I had to, and this is with the phone, always take a charger. Oh, sure. <laughs> because even if you do have that phone, that mofo dies. Yeah. And if 
even if you had your phone with you, you probably wouldn't have had a place to plug it up if you didn't bring a charge. So there are right, all these right, scenarios right, right. as well, too. So being prepared. Yeah, you have to be prepared. And so that's something that I've learned the hard way where it's just like, oh, shit. Like I, I would panic if my phone would go on red, especially before I started. To, and this, this is sad. I'm panicking because my phone's about to die. First world problems. Right. But if my phone dies, I'm not going to be able to get a ride call anyone if something shall happen or you know it's like you don't have your phone with you at all you know and if it's on a weekday night and i can't find a place to plug it up or a bar or someplace to go to then i'm definitely sol so how much do you think a cab would have cost from santa rosa to san francisco 150 dollars 200 200 that's what i was wondering too I was thinking, like, if I did get a cab, would it be worth No, it wouldn't, because I was like, that's like a plane ticket to Greece. Yeah. Half a plane ticket to it, Greece. It'd totally been 200 That's crazy. And I would be yeah. like, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, mm -hmm. and then on top of I mean, because the only time I've been down to Santa Rosa is mostly by the Caltrain. Mm. So I've depended. Oh, no, this is up. This is up by Petaluma. This oh, is Petaluma. I'm, you know what? I'm this thinking is up of like uh, Santa Clara. My yeah, bad. this is like Rohnert Park. But Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa is, Rosa yeah. Is, I've oh, my God. That's so right. Far. That's further that's north. So and, yeah, that is a fucking, oh, my God. It I is a ghost know. town. <laughs> it was like, that's why I wasn't scared either. I was like, no crackheads live up here. <laughs> like, this is, there nobody's going to rob me. Nah, they weren't around. They weren't around me. Well, they were in the motel. That's why. Yeah, that's why he was trying to get me into the motel. <laughs> I was like, no, nope, I don't want to go there. <laughs> oh, my God, Santa Rosa. But, but I really didn't care because my set was amazing. I, I really knocked it out of the park. So I was so happy about that, that nothing else really mattered. Honestly, I was like, because I kept thinking, like, well, at least I, at least I murdered it. I've yeah. been doing, I've been doing well lately with the comedy. I have, I have a new series of jokes that's likable. Wow, this wind this is freaking is me out. So wind of all the elements, um, witchcraftily, wi wind scares me the most because, um. And also, as a as a force of nature, I find it the most frightening because it moves other things that you can't control, and those smash into you. So when the wind and like you don't you don't hear the wind, you hear you don't hear the wind, you hear the tree. You know what I mean? Like the wind moving, that's actually it moving through things, and that's what's making the noise. Is the stuff reacting to the wind is making the noise, which is like what. And it can pick things up and move them. And I just feel like it's one of those elements that picks up a box and throws it through the windshield. And you're like, what? You know, um, it's a it's a scary. I think it's the scariest. Of, scary. um, and it always scared me the worst at Burning Man. And I was very hurt one year. So it was my friend um, when we were Dottie and Bree. We were working in the kitchen and the wind blew this enormous box through the tent kitchen. We, You know, you work in the kitchen all the time. You think it's like it's a kitchen. It was a tent. I mean, you forget sometimes when you're a burning man that sometimes they aren't structures. They're structures you built. So this huge, heavy, um, like 500-pound box, not even exaggerating, comes crashing through the kitchen, and we got pushed out of the way, and her knee got really hurt. And I have cool scratches on my back from where the box, like, scratched wow. me, and I bled. But I could have been dead. I could have been smashed by this box. I could have been totally murdered by the box. And I freaked out because I thought my friend was under the box. I'm like, she's dead. She's under the box. And I was freaking out. But it was the wind that did it. So fire doesn't make me nervous. You know, like fire, 
I mean, it's scary, but it's like, okay, that's on fire. I have to go in the other direction. How do I get out? Stay low. Don't breathe in smoke. Smoke is bad. Like, if you have to jump over the fire, run real fast because sometimes it doesn't burn you if you go fast enough. I know fire about and you. wind, though. Oh, well, then it's like spread, yeah, it's right? Spread. Yeah, yeah. Because wind picks things up and moves it around. Tornadoes. Yeah. I that's I'm from the Midwest, so that's why I'm like, oh yeah, I don't play with wind. F no. It's scary. Like, or like if you there've been some times when I've been on a, like on a sailboat, and it it'll be very very windy out uh, in the middle of a lake or an ocean, and you feel like you're gonna get tossed, and that's nothing that you want. You don't want to get tossed into. <laughs> the lake or any kind of body of water without your life jacket oh on. my god because even with it you can get hypothermia and die yeah exactly i mean because with what so unfortunately you guys can't see the wind right now but it it takes its little pauses and that's usually the most dangerous kind of windy conditions where you get caught off guard like right now like it'll stop it's like the calm before the storm it's, it's the, or the eye of the storm yeah like we're in the center of some huge swirling thing around us and the other part of the swirl is going to come back, like, super soon. Yeah. Like, now. Uh, the wind freaks me out, dude. Yeah, like, I, coming down here, like, this is one of the reasons why I wasn't able to ride my bike today, because I would be riding literally against the wind. Yeah. And. Running against <laughs> the wind. And riding people in this wind. town don't stop. So it's a great way to get hit by a car. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody and be careful today. Yeah, please be careful. And I already saw a tree down over here in the neighborhood. But other thing about psychically about wind is it does bring about cleanse and change because it blows the dust away. It it clears out all the leaves and the garbage and the stuff, and it's, it brings a new. And uh, when that's the beauty of last Thursday is that I broke so I mean, I, it was a crisis, and it was traumatic, and I broke a little bit. But when you break like that, into, it breaks into clean pieces, and so it's much easier to put things back together. And I fucking survived it. I was like, I mean, I have so much em more empathy now for the questionably housed, for anyone who's ever slept outside. I, I feel you, man. That's the first time I've, it's the first time I've done that, not of my own volition, unprepared. In that I've slept outside, but I've always had a sleeping bag. This, <laughs> you know, or like I'm planning, like I'm sleeping outside because I want to get Star Wars tickets, or I'm sleeping outside because I'm in line for Cobb's to do the NBC thing. Not because you're stranded. Not because I'm stranded, because it's my choice to be it's here. I've brought enough provisions in that I have food and water. And I have a sleeping bag, and I know where I'm going to be. I'm planning to be there. This is my choice. I've camped on choice, you know. But this is the first time that I had nowhere to go and no way to get out. I just had to be there and wait. But then that's why I was like, yeah, it's not that big. It's five hours. Like I was yeah. like, it's like being in line at Disneyland. For the best ride ever, it's going to be the longest ride and the warmest ride. That's what I thought to myself when I was sitting there. I was like, you're so much better than me. I would have been miserable and crying like a little bitch. I know because I've been stranded before and I hate it. I think it's one of the worst things in the world, especially when I can't call anyone. There's no place to go. Like, I mean, I've been stranded maybe a total of five times in my lifetime. 
where if it's on the side of the road or if it's in a town, I hate it. I'm sorry. You're much braver than me. I would have been beating myself up and crying like a baby. Like, I got to just know where there's got to be a place open. Like, it will turn into just, I Thank you. I'm brave. I'm going yeah. to, I feel good about it. And like, it's 44 degrees. Oh. I learned, <laughs> I learned so much though, like about how strong I am, how much it sucks to be, to not have any recourse. Like, this is it and this is what it has to be and just accepting that and like there are people that sleep outside all the time and that's just the way it is and like my jacket might have even been warmer than some of the ones they have i saw that guy with this is a new sh joke i'm working on and it's not working yet but here i'll try to tell <laughs> it to you and see so i'm so fucking lonely i've been looking for guys in the wrong places like on the bus i'm using muni to find men oh this no. is that it's a problem oh i'm telling God. you so behind me, this guy said, he said, I came on her chest so hard I knocked the wind out of her. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to meet this guy, right? So I turn around, and it was a 15-year-old Filipino boy. And I'm like, what porn are you? What are they giving to the kids? Anyway, on my way to the bus, <laughs> I... <laughs> Wait a minute. Just letting that one. I'm just, it's a long joke. But yeah, so it was a 15-year-old Filipino on the bus. I thought it was going to be some cute guy, and I was going to like wink at him and be like, oh, yeah. No. Uh, so I, I get off the bus, and I see a cute guy. He's super cute. He's got cute in the face, and he's got like a beard, and he's so cute. He's like tall and kind of lanky, and I'm just like, this is my type. And I look down, and he has no shoes on. He has no shoes. And so... Like, I usually have snacks in my bag to lure the 26-year-olds, you know, like, to keep them happy. But now I have to carry shoes. Like, this is, <laughs> I, this is too much for me. This is too much for me to do. I can't carry shoes and snacks. <laughs> These are my new Muni jokes. Uh, oh, and this is the last one. So I'm sitting on the Muni. This is the weakest of the three. I'm <laughs> sitting on the Muni, and I'm kind of hunched over, and I looked out the window, and I saw, like, a super cute guy. And then I kind of, like, edged up in my seat. And he was pushing a shopping cart filled with his house. So, again, I'm totally. Oh, child. Yeah, I know. Hipster or homeless. It's hard to tell. It's like. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's comment, comedian or homeless guy. They all have beards. I don't know. I probably would stay away from the homeless because you probably would end up paying for everything. Oh, that's the same thing with comedians. I mean, there's no difference. Oh, <laughs> no, well, yeah, that's I've, true, too. I've never dated a guy that's bought a lot of things. Like, that's tried to wind me or dime me. That's, I've never had that experience. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Hipster or homeless, I would, I would try to stay. <laughs> well, that's the, the new joke. My favorite part of the new joke is the guy with no shoes. Because that was fucking real. Like, I saw him and I was like, ooh, that guy is cute. And, and I looked down and I was like, he has, not, he has no shoes on. <laughs> He's not. Uh, this is, I'm. I'm totally barking up the wrong tree. The same thing happened at we. Were, I was at a show on Friday, and I did it with. Um, it was Deep Cup Comedy. Deep Cut Comedy at Fish and Farm. Great show. Go see it. It's free. It's downstairs from Fish and Farm. Anyway, um, and Colin Braun is there, and he's super gay. And he's wonderful. But so there's this cute guy that like comes in and sits down, and he's alone. And I'm like, damn, that guy is cute. And then Colin walks in and says something to him. And I'm like, oh, did you bring him? Are you with him? And he's like, oh, I'm not with him, but we're in the gay softball league. And I was like, oh. And Colin comes up to me. He goes, barking up the rub tree. And I was like, ah! Because it was a cute, such a cute guy. I was going to be like, hello, cute guy. 
Because I'm just, at this point, I'm just hitting on guys at comedy shows. Like, I'm literally, last night, in the audience, there was a cute guy, and I was like, I'm abandoning my set. You're so cute. Like, I have abortions older than you. And he was 33, and I, like, talked to him for a second. And then he kind of, like, hung around for a little bit, but he didn't, like, introduce himself to me or pull a trigger of any kind. But I definitely flirted with him on stage. He could have engaged me. Uh-huh. Off stage, but he chose not to. Even though we were in the same place at the same, he kind of followed around and came out for a cigarette once and like hung out, but didn't talk to me or engage me in any way. And so for me, oh, wind. For me, that's <laughs> like, I'm not interested. Like, if I flirt with you on stage, the kind of guy I want is the kind of guy I flirt with on stage. And then after, he's like, what the fuck? And talks to me, you know? These dudes are. Because they're cowards. I think the word you're looking for is coward. Thank you. That is the nicest way to put it. Coward. They're very cowardly. And I even I my bartending days, I would observe how you would hear guys in conversation talk about the girls across the bar or what have you. And I would just eavesdrop and I'm just like, why don't you go talk to her? Sometimes I would have to interject them like well, you better hurry up and get your chance now because they don't they don't read minds and like right. of course but of course if you make that eye contact and you do with your eyes locked that's also a good time sign but I've just noticed that these I don't know if it's just or is it just dudes of a certain age like because I remember seeing this back home too but I just see it more prevalent now where. They don't know how to talk to women, so and, the, and it's scared. The, the scur- only way that people interact with me where I know that they like the way I look is usually guys on the street say things to me about my outfit, and it's like walking through the tenderloin. I get a lot of oh yeah, wrong I get type. I know I get <laughs> a lot of catcalling, but the guys who come up to me and who are who engage me are not people that I want to necessarily engage with. Mm-mm. You know, it never so is that never, way. Yeah, <laughs> but. But I also, on stage, I make it very clear that I am very single. <laughs> I make it very clear. And some people, I directly hit on them. I've done it a couple nights in a row where I'm like, dear God, the Australian guys from Sunday night, I was like, holy crap, you're gorgeous. How cute is your dad? So I'm like, I want to be a stepmom. And oh, look at you. Um, but it's a good way to try to engage the young guys. But I'm also like, a hundred percent like flirting with them yeah. or trying to and then being like i'm a, you know i'm so lonely i did you get hit on a lot when you were in greece or did you even pay any attention um, to that because you in, i know your mind wasn't there about that when you were and scopolos the wrong people were and they only wanted it to sleep with me which is the way <laughs> i feel about most people lately is the only reason that they're talking to me is that they want to have sex with me and and that was and that was very prevalent in Greece because it was like Greek island party atmosphere holiday holiday and I guess a lot of people do that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. I just wasn't there and it was like oh my god like I'm so particular I don't (laughs) want to hook up with some Albanian guy unless like I really think he's super cute and he speaks English and I like him or if it was like a hot Greek guy like I probably would have but there was an Italian guy that like started trying to talk to me and he was like, you're beautiful. And I said, you can't even see out here. There's no lights. Like, and like when they go in right away for like, where are you staying? It's like, Ugh, oh gross. yeah. Like, come on, man. Too direct. The reason why I was asking, because I, I am starting to <laughs> see 
being very biased, I noticed uh, maybe it's me that I noticing more American men that are a little bit more cowardly, a little bit mm. in contrast to where you go outside the country, you will get the more direct like so where you staying kind of BS and you're like ill gross, um, and then you know the you are very beautiful like trying to give game but you don't want to game from that person, right. but the reason I mean I just feel like maybe men outside this country generally have a, I guess, better game. Maybe, and they're just more interesting. It's yeah. just, I'm just so nonplussed by dudes right now. Like, I, it, I'm just, I was even thinking about it this morning. I was like, ask me a question. Interact with me. Are you interested in me at all, or do you just want to have sex with me? They just want to have sex with you. But then the... I mean, that's like, ugh. So you, we're talking about men here, not Richard Gere and pretty women. We're talking right. about men, oh, the, because, come on. But then what do they it's, have to offer me? It's they, like, that's the thing is, I, if, do it, don't do it that way then, go, though, guys. Then, then buy me off. Buy me some dinner. Be nice to me. Do right. Find out a food I like. Like, just do, give me a little work. It, that's the thing is, they have, they're so... They have such high expectations. This 61-year-old guy was hitting on me. It was my birthday, and I'm 61. And <laughs> he was pretty good looking for 61, but uh -huh. I was like, I was like, I usually skew a little younger. I don't, you know, I'm Because you're like, you're too much like daddy. <laughs> no, but 61, like, I don't know. What, but what are you going to, if you're 61, you better, like, you better buy me in dining. Buy dining. You've got money then, I guess. Yeah. Like, do something for me. I just, I'm, t I'm tired of just, giving it away it's like yeah. if you want it do something for me be at least be nice to me if you're nice to me like that's how low the bar is right now like if you paid attention if you asked me a couple questions and paid attention to me that's kind of how low the bar is and i and actually i they can't be bad looking and they have to be smart well i thought that's just basic dating <laughs> i don't know I i've mean, never dated because, i don't know because i i'm a kind of was the kind of broad that is just like i'm you know, take me out, you know, let me see what your conversation's about. Let me read you before I give you any kind of, of piece of me. Because I also, too, I'm like, you know, I'm a female and I, uh, you know, I get horny as well. So it could be tonight or next week. I don't know. But, you know, spend some money on me first. And then after that, I'll buy you a couple of drinks and see what happens. But or but like <laughs> just I have to know that. For me to have sex with somebody, I have to, like, know them and like them. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't be just for. And they have to, I have to want to, I mean. Don't I, force I yourself to like someone. Of course not. Yeah, no. You have to definitely be attracted to them and definitely have an interest. Not just because this person asked me out. Mm -mm, that. But I just, I can't, it, it's, I'm floating around. I'm just like, where's the interest? But it doesn't, I'm also okay with it. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm busy enough, you know? I did so many shows last week. I'm not very busy this week. But it's going to happen when, you know, you always least expe expect it, you know. When the wind changes, it's all about that motherfucking wind, dude. Fucking wind's going to knock it's you down. It's the tower. I know. We got to be careful. But it's, I'm, I've been, I've been broken. And it's, I'm getting, like, like, I guess I get that money on March 1st. It's time to rebuild. And I've got the tools to do it. And the pieces, at least when I broke, I broke clean, so the pieces are easily. Not only can I rebuild, I can make the fat the figure different. Like, 
all the pieces it's not dust i don't have to like make bricks again that's crazy <laughs> but like i can just refashion the pieces into something else and because the the la whatever i was doing before wasn't working so it's time to do something new and see if that works i mean in all and i'm just that's an overarching metaphor for lots of things you know like like the the vase i had maybe it was a bong and its purpose has been it needs to be multi-use or whatever you know i had to break the bong to clean all the pieces i don't know but no that doesn't work because it's glass and it'd have to be remelted anyways my metaphor is falling apart but everything's <laughs> the point is that i spent five hours outside alone and it was a meditative and life-changing experience and i've come out the end a little different awesome. so <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your phone don't ever forget <laughs> my phone that's my only love in my life is that phone like that's it that's everything to me um and i hate that that's i hate that that's the truth because i never wanted one of these i always just wanted a dumb phone you you have to but i mean the flip side is it wasn't storming and raining so that was i know cool. i'm so lucky i'm actually i'm really lucky because that could have been oof. Mm -mm. i mean i almost it's like one of those things in life and what do you how do you make a change we'll do anything different and I do have my joke about not being on dating apps. And it's like, what if I lie and I get on just us, for us, our time. Our time is for people 50 and over. And if I lie and say I'm 50, then I'll look like a super hot 50, right? <laughs> and I like wear like these crazy <laughs> outfits and I'm like, it's our time, baby. <laughs> it's our time. <laughs> It's our time for you to take me to your your fucking house in Puerto Vallarta. I'm sure on our time, it's like a bunch of dudes that are like 70 that have like timeshares. And I'm just like, I want to go to your timeshare in Hawaii. In Hawaii. I would. So here's the thing. Do you thing. have to pay taxes on that if you have dates that go to? Probably. You know, probably. Timeshare? No, no, not oh. for me. Oh. I'm just visiting. Oh, for But them. like if a guy... If a guy takes me on vacation, that's just a guy taking me on vacation. Heck yeah. Wow. Man. Okay, so this is what <laughs> I am, I am going to say, Pam, you're going to have to break down and probably try one or at least two of the dating apps. And the reason why I'm saying this as well, because I was one of those people who was very biased about it years ago, but I always had two, so that way... I wasn't, what's wrong with me on OkCupid? And then on Plenty of Fish, it was like, I'm blowing up here, but nothing here. And Plenty of, plenty of Fish, and this is like early, to, like 2011. Thank you for that tag, Plenty of Fish. I'm yeah. going to use that instead of Bumble. Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Bumble's really cool. No, not, not just in the joke. I have a oh, joke. Oh, I have a joke where I go, fish. I'm 48 years old. I've never been on a dating app. Not a Bumble, not a Farmers Only, not a Craigslist Misconnection. I need to say, not a plenty of fish, not a coffee meets bagel, not even a coffee meets bagel. Oh, coffee meets one. bagel is, I think, about for Jews. Ah, nice, the Jewish ones. But plenty of fish. There's thank a you. Black Planet. Uh, black Planet. <laughs> there's Black Planet. <gasps> Ooh. <Yeah. laughs> Can white ladies join Black Planet? There have been white ladies that's been on Black Planet that's seeking black dicks or taco. But uh, yeah, I've seen some white faces on. Black Planet, so they know what they're getting. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. 
but uh, Bumble is decent because that you have the power there. I've never done eHarmony. I don't. I just. I have a thing about eHarmony and what's the Match. dot com thing. I those are so mainstream, and it's kind of the milk and toast kind of people where I'm sure. like really like yeah they're gonna have nothing to say to me they're gonna be like yeah do you like so you think you're good at math like i see more of the creative types like on bumble and stuff like that so and hinge where i've had some friends that say hinge is pretty good too okay um right because you're supposed to use it and then get off it yeah that's their like slogan or motto but or what oh my god the wind is ah oh ah Ooh. The wind has knocked over the garbage can. Damn. Yeah. And I'm walking. Okay. I know. I'm uh, scared. <laughs> I had plans. I had plans to walk to the bank and do a bank run, and now I'm like, I don't want to walk up to twenty to first and mission. That's scary. I won't. I was gonna the- walk and then rent a, go to the Safeway and then rent a bike and go down to the office, but I might just walk. Well, maybe what buses will take you there? Jesus. It's a nice day for. A Okay. Be careful. I'm scared yeah. of walking. I know because ever since point. you told me you got almost blown in the street. Yeah. I yeah. felt like I felt like a kite. I felt like I was gonna be like it, it was almost like in a dream where you get lifted off the ground and you're like suddenly flying, but you didn't mean to be. Or the, that paper or that plastic bag in American Beauty. Yeah, or like showing parasailing or something, <laughs> like suddenly you're like, ah, I'm above everything. <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> But I would say, like, if you want to do, I'm actually interested if, like, if you were to do our time. I'm going to do our do time. An, just to do a balance, like, if you were to do either. Oh, no, or I'm just going to do our time, and uh, I'm going to say I'm 50. Oh, oh okay. Well, we'll fix it. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. We're going we're gonna to go deal with the wind. wind. <laughs> we're going to go deal with the I guess the the massive property damage that's happening all over San Francisco today because we have no idea what to do in wind. Although, psychically, everybody, it's a cleansing time. Wait, great stuff for new stuff. Clear out the old. In comes new stuff. I think it's going to be a wacky day. I tell you what. I already, yeah. It's a wacky day. I have I have a good feeling about this. I need to do some tarot card readings. <laughs> Woo! Let's fucking do it. Um, all right. Well, this Y'all is a treat. Careful. Thank you for taking the time out. I can't wait to see um, if we can do some, when we get to do some projects together and do some comedy in the street. Absolutely. Hell yes. yeah. Yes. Work in progress. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week and all the weeks. Uh, join us all the time on mutinyradio.fm and Bye. Oh.